Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Hiya, Sam. Um, it's Thursday today. We're going to try and knock out two episodes and put one out Thursday and one out on Friday, aren't we? Yeah, we've, great. We've so much content to get through. Just too much content in this world. It's a beautiful world. You know what my son said to me yesterday morning? What's he that? went, He went, I am so happy to be a human being. Aww. And I went, yeah. And then I thought, that's a bit arrogant, actually. And I went, <laughs> you... I thought, uh, yeah, but people say that the humans... Humans believe themselves to be the apex of all God's creations. Yeah. Uh, he obviously went blank at this stage. I said, but in fact, we're not We're not top. We're not top ranking here on planet Earth. What's top, pigs? No, the trees. Oh, of course, yeah. Because you can't... The trees have been here longer. Yeah. Also, the trees are really cool. They're like Clint Eastwood or Steve McQueen. They yeah. just fucking stand there and they don't make a fuss about shit. They're just there and they're ice cold, aren't they? They don't... They are, did, you, did you sort of knock him down a peg or two then and just tell I him said, he's not as good as a tree? I said, just remember, you think you're the bee's knees because you were lucky to be born a human, but you're not a tree and you're never mm. going to be one. And we yeah, should exactly. all be humble and respect trees because they're... To be fair, he did say, yeah, they're the ones who give us the oxygen. And I said, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so they're above us in the pecking order. But then he clarified what he meant. He went, what I really meant was I was happy to be alive. Mm. And then I said, that is amazing. And then he listed the reasons why. Most of, most of them were like things like FIFA, which he's mm. got really into, yeah. and, and so on and so forth. Um, and I thought, yeah, it is a great world. There's a lot of shit going down all the time. Mm. And there's a lot of sources of enjoyment. And and, and really, that is manifested nowhere more clearly than on Top Flight Time Machine, the world's most popular podcast. Because we're spilling over with great content. And that is because the world is rich with things, sights, smells and events that need discussing by people like you and I. Did you see all that to your son? He'd fucking left the room, hadn't he, by this stage? He Mm. just delivered that speech to an empty room then. So it ended up saying it in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, though, I mean, he said that. He so what was it? He's so happy to be alive or happy to be a yeah, human? Yeah, he was happy to be a human. <clears throat> the thing is, he's, what, is he seven or something like that? Seven, yeah. Well, you know what? You should have just explained that's going to get knocked out of him pretty soon because by the time he gets to our age, mid-40s, oh, yeah. it, you know, every day is a living hell. The whole human thing, the novelty wears off, doesn't it? Did it when bits start fucking failing and and not yeah. working so well and dropping but by off? By our things. age, you're you're not even interested much in wanking anymore. No, I'm, exactly. You're like you can't be bothered. You haven't got the energy. Yeah, you've done you've done all the wanks anyway. I mean, you know, and there's no, there's no inspiration anymore. That's, that's there's, all. Exactly. There's used no up. fucking inspiration at all. 
Um, and, you know, when you're younger, you think, well, even if I'm down on my luck, I'm skint. I can't afford to go to the pub. I haven't got a girlfriend. I haven't got a job. I might not even have a house, but you've always got a cock. Yeah. That you can wank. Free entertainment. Um, Exactly. And you've always got that. But when you're our age, you're not even that interested in that anymore. No. So the thing is, when you're like 15, anything can give you the horn. Chalk chalk on the end of a snoot cue gives you the horn. You know, (laughs) dropping a coin on the ground gives you the horn. Anything. I remember... This is this is arguably even weirder than the two examples you just gave. I remember once uh, picking up the local newspaper, the Brentford Chiswick and Isleworth Times, and there was a picture of Sarah Ferguson, and it was mm. Fergie in her pomp, and she had visited local hospital, West Middlesex, in, yeah. uh, in Isleworth, to open a ward or something. Must have been... She was still with Andrew. Must have been yeah. late 80s. And a skirt... Her skirt had just blown up a little bit and you could just see a tiny bit of Fergie's thigh. Yeah. And I remember it gave me the absolute fucking raging horn. I mean, it was just... And this was a grainy, bad printing. <laughs> this is way before colour newspapers. Yeah. This was a bad, badly reproduced black and white photo on the front of a dreary local newspaper of easily the least attractive royal princess of the 80s, right? <laughs> and I well, worse, pr- than, worse than Princess uh, Anne. I, I include Princess Anne in that, yes. <laughs> and and yet I was consumed by sexual desire. Yeah. And I won't tell the rest of the story, but you can guess it, what happened it next. writes itself, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. F- Fergie and Prince Andrew got married in 86, I think, when I was 14. And I, right. I can say without fear of, of, of contradicting myself that I'll have been triggered at some point by Sarah <laughs> Ferguson. Yeah. It goes without saying. Yeah. And yet now, yeah. that was that was then. Now, fucking Beyonce could walk down. <laughs> you could bump into a Beyonce down the Asda in Sunderland yeah. in a just in a knickers and bra and a pair of heels, walking yeah. down the aisle d- doing her shopping, mm-hmm. right? And she could wink at you, mm-hmm. and you'd feel probably nothing. Feel Andy. Nothing, yeah, nothing. I'd just look at the floor, probably. You'd roll your eyes and tap. Probably you'd you'd be annoyed if anything. Yeah, but but back then, back mid eighties, Sarah Ferguson, fucking mm. Gloria Hunnaford, Jan Ooh. Lehman, anyone triggered? Anyone? Anything? Andy Peters? Probably. <laughs> yeah. We've got an email from Andy Peters, but it's not the Andy Peters; it's a different one. Oh, we might, we might get around to that a bit later yeah. on. This and that. Um, while we're talking about trees, uh, mm. someone sent us a tweet, and it's a story of Bangladesh's tree man. He yeah. is back in hospital and he needs more surgery. And he's a good-looking fella. He's a good-looking fella. He's got a nice moustache, got lovely dark eyes, yeah. um, and a little goatee beard. But mm. sadly, his hands uh, are fucking made of bark and they're massive. It's the fucking real-life Edward Scissorhands. Because yeah. Because Johnny Depp, you know, few men, few men of recent times have been more attracted than Johnny Depp, but the poor mm. fucker had scissors for hands. And that really got in the way of his love life to win Owner Ryder in that film. And he's wanking. And he's wanking, absolutely. And uh, this Bangladeshi guy is living it for real. I mean, yeah. tree hands are going to put some ladies off, no matter what else you've got going for you. And that's the thing, that's, that's the sadness in this, because he is a good-looking fella. He's 28. Uh, Abdul Banjadar uh, mm. from Bangladesh. Good name as well. Sexy name. Yeah, sexy Abdul. And yep. 
he, obviously you just tell by looking at him he's got a lovely personality a winning personality yeah. but he's just got two fucking massive tennis rackets made out of bark for hands <laughs> and uh, like you say people see they don't see beyond that people don't see the personality deep down they, nah. uh, they look at the massive hands and they just think that's, that's not it. for me and again the, it, it's going to impact on the wanking as well for him yeah, it's tough. I mean, we'll follow that with interest. Presumably, it's a similar condition to the one that Manuel Pellegrini suffers from. Um, it's fierce. But, of course, Pellegrini's got the money to go and see the top specialists in the field yeah. of, tri- of tree man disorder. Um, but this lad in Bangladesh doesn't have the same opportunities as, as Pellegrini. That's why Pe- Pelle- Pellegrini's managed to rein it in. I mean, you see Pellegrini, you think he looks like he's carved out of a tree. Yeah. Mm. But imagine if he hadn't had all the top-notch specialist treatment. There would be yeah. fucking roots and leaves growing out of his eyes. I think Pellegrini, I think they use one of those um, electric sanders and just sand him down once every few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Which keeps him looking relatively human. Yeah. So Karen Brady could... wrote about it in her Sun column. Did she? Yeah, she wrote a, a column about it. Like saying, yeah, it's been great having Pellegrini around the club. He's yeah. really been a breath of fresh air, and I enjoy watching his uh, morning sanding by yeah. the kit. The kit man does it with a black and decker. <laughs> Is he? Was he stretched out completely naked? The sanding from head to toe. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of nobbles and stuff that can develop just overnight. Knots that, in the bark. Yeah, knots in the bark. Yeah, yeah. Good We've stuff. talked about they let some kids from the local community come and do rubbings with crayons and paper oh, on his nice. face yeah and then that's he signs good. it afterwards that's good that when football clubs get into the community and stuff like that and let the, yeah. let the kids get involved behind the scenes and she and she's like when we had david moyes he didn't do any of that stuff no I imagine. and that's why it's good to have to have pellegrini in because he's more conscious of of engaging with the community yeah brilliant speaking of footballers engaging with the community another seamless link here did you see the story about the norwich player ornel hernandez who declared his love of Argos yesterday. <laughs> no, this sounds good. 25-year-old Norwich City Cuba-born winger, who's a German national, um, because everything's complicated like that now, he, um, he said that he lives in a perfect area of Norwich with an H&M, a Costa, and a Boots nearby. Mm. Uh, this is an interview with the, the Norwich official programme, and he, he moved on to Argos, and he said, you can order bikes. TVs. We don't have this in Germany. He says, Argos has everything, and I've never seen anything like this in my life before. (laughs) (laughs) He goes out to say, when I need something, I buy it from Argos. (laughs) Mate, this gives me a really good idea for another one of our uh, TV shows. Although you you rejected my last one, which is the first time you've ever rejected one of my ideas. The last one was quite unsavoury, wasn't it? What was it again? I can't remember. I've lost track of it now. So maybe it was shit. I said straight away I wasn't getting involved in it, but I can't remember. Yeah, there was no hesitation. You were just like, I'm out. No chance. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, um, you know, like you you see a lot of viral videos of a kid who was born deaf, who's had his eardrums fixed, and they go, and it says, (sighs) kid hears for first time. Or sometimes someone's been cured of blindness. Yeah. Or sometimes it's just someone, like, they blindfold them and then they, they they take a kid and they take them to Disney World and you get yeah. the reaction. Or it's very them. much like the trend for unboxing as well. You know, yeah. just a, what if we did a series where we took foreigners 
foreign footballers into Argos for the first time and just showed them. <laughs> like we, yeah. So, so someone, so like for instance, Higuain has just signed for Chelsea, right? Yeah. Fantastic striker, amazing record in uh, European top clubs, and for Argentina, he's rocking up in Chelsea, right? Of course, he's got the Kings Road, all the fancy schmancy boutiques, you know. Yeah. And restaurants and all the rest of it, but where he and he'll get to grips with them quick but it won't be that different from what he's experienced in Milan or Madrid in his previous jobs what we do is we take him to Argos on the nearby North End Road Mm. and uh, which is rather more gritty than the King's Road and we walk him along just film chatting to him ask him where he usually buys his stuff asking him a few questions about his experience of shopping all around the world then we take him into an Argos and we just capture that first reaction when yeah. he starts going through the catalogue and realising yeah. the amount of goods and services that are behind that magical counter. Yeah. So we need to try and be clever about this and try and usher him past the uh, the catalogues and the computer ordering terminals and up to yeah. the bit where they sell the stuff over the counter where they've got oh, the stuff yeah. that's reduced, like some board games and some tellies. Yeah. Show uh, him that first, the, and he'll the, go... The, the Nerf guns. Yeah. yeah, show him that first, and he'll be like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? I've seen yeah. all this shit before. I this get that, no problem. This is a shit little shop. What are you bring yeah. me here for? What, what am I even doing there, you couple of fucking freaks? Why you waste my time? I want cappuccino and cafe down road, you fucking <laughs> assholes. But then we turn him round, we spin him round, show him the catalogue. I Get mean, him the dizzy. fucking catalogue now is like 1,200 yeah. pages thick. Yeah. Show him and you're that. like, look, mate, a fucking cross trainer, a steam iron, <laughs> right? Some fucking earrings, silverine yeah. earrings, right? A foot fucking spa. Right, and a, a Lego Millennium fucking Falcon, all under one roof, all behind that fucking counter, you cunt. And, and they've started selling the clothing range from Sainsbury's two stores fucking in Argos as well now, because they're all owned by the same company. Blow his fucking mind, it would. How, I don't need to ask you whether you do this, because I instinctively know you do. We might have even discussed it. All I want to know is how much time you spend on an average week going online and looking at old Ar- Argos catalogues from the 80s. Because <laughs> for, me, for me, it's an average of two hours a week. Sometimes That's a mean average. What I'd really like to be able to do, I don't know if this is available online, it's probably bound to be, and it's something I'm going to be looking up straight after we've done this, is to go through 1980s editions of the Kears catalogue, in particular mm. the luxury section. Yeah. Which brings Again, us back. <laughs> yeah, to the memories of things that could titillate you that no longer would. <laughs> yeah, many, many an hour sat behind the sofa in the in the beer window where I'd created like a kind of a, let's call a wank den. Where could, <laughs> where a I wank could, den, lovely. <laughs> where I could peruse the Kears catalogue lingerie section to my pleasure and amusement. When I went on holiday as an adolescent, talking of wank dens, it'd be like, I'd go on holiday as an adolescent, and if we were staying somewhere like a rented place or something, I remember getting there, and almost straight away thinking, right, secretly in my head, right, where am I going to do my wank? (laughs) You know, scouting, scouting around. 
<laughs> right, as soon as we get through the door. You know, you've got a rental place. You get, get the key. Oh, the key's not fucking working. Oh, give it a bit of a jiggle. And then the door opens and everyone starts spreading out. And Some people want to look this at the kitchen. This is I'm having this yeah, room. Yeah, I'm having this room. Oh, look at the kitchen. Oh, where's the oh, telly? Oh, it's got a fancy shower. Oh, fucking hell. There's a utility room. I'm just like, right, where's the best place to do wanking? I'm gonna. We're here for two fucking weeks. There's gonna. I'm gonna be doing a lot of wanking on this holiday because you know you're probably gonna be at a public pool or a beach where you're gonna see a lot of people in bikinis. Triggered. So that, yeah, you're gonna be triggered left, right, and centre. And and again, you talk about that now. I, we can look back and laugh because now <clears throat> the things that used to trigger you now, if anything, would give you what what I would call an inverse erection. Be sick. <laughs> Just like. Your penis would disappear inside your body because the very idea of exerting your mind and body and emotions yeah. with with sexual activity is just like, oh, fuck, you know, it's the last thing I need. I've still got to do my VAT return. Yeah, my emotions are <laughs> fragile, for fuck's sake. Ah, different times. Mm. Let's move on to this week's... Uh, this weekend's football and the Prediction League. Now then, Sam, you are... Two points clear of results, bot at the top Fuck of the league. Fuck now. Due Amazing, to your, uh, predict, 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 predict methodology. Yeah. But a uh, bit of a curveball coming in this weekend because it's FA Cup fourth round. So this could either make you or break you. How do you feel? Um, why do you think it can make me or break me? Well, why because is this you've got teams, different, teams from different leagues and stuff. Leagues you've never heard of. No, it doesn't matter. You you misunderstand the total oh. prediction methods. Okay. A lot of it is just based on raw instinct. That's the thing. Right. In the past, when I was struggling early in the season, I was trying, I was working against my instincts. I was trying to apply reason and rationale to my right. predictions. I was overthinking. Now, it's almost like a transcendental state where I shut my eyes, I focus on my breathing, I breathe, I breathe through the stomach like they tell you in yoga, mm. and I just listen to you read out the fixture, and then almost like I'm speaking in tongues, mm. I don't know what I'm going to say, my brain isn't actually consciously engaged, the prediction comes out of my mouth, right? and it's a transcendental state, and, and therefore, whatever the fixture... The same methodology applies, even if it's a, a team you're not familiar with all that much. That, that that's matter. still applies. Do you think, in in some sense, you actually become the fixture? Yeah, I do, and I think that I am guided by. Some people will call it God. If you're not comfortable with that, you could just call it the universe. It's a higher power of some kind. Yeah. There is a higher yeah. power as you choose to see it. Yeah, takes me over. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me as one with the football fixture. Yeah. And my mouth just generates a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's just put that to the test then, shall we? Uh, we've got the 16 FA Cup fixtures this weekend, so the random number generator has selected five of them at random. Uh, there's no shenanigans whatsoever, so don't think there is. First one, Millwall versus Everton. Millwall, of course, who could might well be up to their old tricks again. Oh, yeah. Your rivals. They'll be up to their old tricks by, like, no fucking doubt about it. Um, there's been a lot of talk of Millwall. On my West Ham group, uh, there's been a lot of talk of Millwall up to their old tricks recently. Yeah. Um, 
I know we're going to get on later in the show to our favourite news story of the week, which is about <laughs> the yeah. the English family <laughs> gone rogue in oh, well, New Zealand. To, can we just rattle through these predictions now and get yeah, that? But, ju- but just briefly, <laughs> when I shared that with my West Ham group, right, on WhatsApp, the West Ham fan group, yeah. I shared that story yesterday, about the same time I shared it with you. And, of course, the immediate response I got from two or three of them was simply... Millwall up to their old tricks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get we'll get on to that story we'll, if you haven't seen it. It's very minutes. important business, yeah. Millwall versus Everton then, what do you reckon? Millwall versus Everton at New Den, right? Let me just let the higher power take control of me. One all. One one. Now as he, as I said earlier in the season, Everton manager um Silver is it Silver? Whatever mm. his name is, is a fraud. He's a charlatan. And uh, I think that's starting to come true. That's, that's starting to become apparent. And I think mm. 1-0 Millwall, this one. And, of course, results but also says 1-0. Yeah, well, if I, if I was thinking rationally, I might agree with you. But, of course, um, I, I offered myself, I gave myself over to the universe and the universe thinks it's a draw. You became the fixture briefly there. Yeah. Uh, felt good. Next one, Middlesbrough versus Newport. Oh, this is a tough one to predict. <clears throat> I'm going to go Middlesbrough 2, Newport 1. 2-1 to Middlesbrough. Just jot that down. I think 3-0 to Middlesbrough. Okay. Quite a comfortable win coming, I think, here. Um, we'll move on to Shrewsbury versus Wolves. Again, another potential upset in the FA Cup. No, I think that's going to be 0-2. 0-2. Two. Two. I will... Um, I'm gonna go nil two as well. Not any kind of power player there. That's just what I think. Uh, fourth one is Portsmouth versus QPR. Arguably the highlight of the fourth round. <laughs> that actually will be a fun fixture. Portsmouth have got tremendous away support for games like this. No, they're at home though. Oh yeah, Portsmouth what am I fucking talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a tough one for QPR. QPR, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go one all. One one. I think three one Portsmouth. Wow. Yeah. And finally, Accrington Stanley versus Baby Man Frank Lampard's Derby County, who now have Ashley Cole in their ranks. Accrington Stanley. You know Accrington Stanley. We you can't say it unless you say it in a Scouse accent. Accrington Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> because of the milk advert, but of course, but, but is it a Scouse club, or do no, we just not, think it? of it as Scouse because of that little Scouser saying it when he's having no, his milk? No, I don't think it's Scouse. Accrington, it's not Scouse, is it? I fucking I don't know. That's just saying no. Accrington Stanley versus who? Do they? Exactly. I've just said Derby County, baby man Frank Lampard, and his his new pal that Ashley Cole. Nah, nah. Ashley, you better come over here quick. You never guess <laughs> what's happening. The game's, out, Ashley. the game's gone mad, Ashley, oh, since you left. Mm, the game, it was a better times when we all played together at Chelsea. Me Different and you times. and Didier Jogba and JT. <laughs> oh, that was when football was football. When we played fair. Now there are all sorts of foreigners here to inspire on me. There's a man at Leeds United who's a real rotter. Ashley's like, yeah, all right, man. Uh, I'll come over. Um, 
Ashley Cole. <laughs> Ashley Cole. Are you becoming the fixture? Ashley Cole playing for Derby County against Sacrington Stanley. I think it's going to be 1-3 to Derby. 1-3 to Derby. That's uh, 1-1, that one. Oh. That's what I see. Uh, and that's the predictions. Let's see how that pans out over the weekend then. Yeah. Jalapeño. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. I think at this point, all we can do is move on to the story about the family in New Zealand on holiday. Very important story, this, for uh, the Top Flight Time Machine come to community. Um, it's why, really, we're doing a special extra episode this week. It, it, it just beautifully taps into our emotional needs, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, well, where to begin? First of all, mate, well, should we just give an overview first before I'll, we get I'll into the detail? I'll leave it to detail? you, because you found it. You can explain it in any way you choose to see fit. Okay, let me just quickly call up the story. But the gist of it is, is that a family, a group actually, mm. of tourists English, believed to be English, although mm-hmm. even their ethnicity remains shrouded in some confusion. But um, they are on the loose in New Zealand right yeah. now. They uh, arrived in early January, although some <laughs> reports say they've been there um, since late <laughs> December. And there are, basically, it's an escalation of numerous stories from all over the area. of a large, raucous, fun-loving, you could say, English family who have been causing a series of, like, minor incidents, which when you build them all up together, paint the picture of, like, people who are terrorising the otherwise very sort of... How would you describe New Zealanders? They're kind of just calm, reasonable people. They're They're just just people. I should add that this this campaign of terror has led the the mayor, no less, of Auckland... Mm to dub them as assholes, trash, leeches, and worse than pigs. <laughs> a British family have somehow made themselves public enemy number one in New Zealand after journeying <laughs> to the North Island of the country and almost immediately making headlines, not for good reasons. Just about every major news outlet in New Zealand covered the story of how the group had apparently managed to trash beaches, <laughs> appear in court... They're just on holiday. I think a court appearance when you're on a holiday is really impressive. 
ruin flights, steal food and drink, harass locals, and be called pigs by the mayor of Auckland. Uh, that's from BuzzFeed, who have been covering this story really, really well. Um, well, we, you know, uh, let's just start taking you through some of the things this lot have been up to. Uh, yeah. By the way, the the the, the um, speaking to a local radio station, the Auckland mayor, whose name's Phil Goff, said that they were assholes, trash, and leeches. He later told New Zealand Herald the tourists were worse than pigs. The group. This group of English tour- British tourists have, <laughs> have threatened to sue the mayor for his remark. Power player. <laughs> we should say that because there's a mystery surrounding these people. Yeah. You have, we, we should cover ourselves just like BuzzFeed have done. So there's no way of verifying whether the British family are responsible for all of the accusations. Yeah, they're just but allegations. There seems, there seems to be a pattern of <laughs> yeah. kind of um, public uh, disorder... Um, littering, yeah. petty theft, and just acts of aggression. Antisocial behaviour. That have been taking place and are all linked, uh, reportedly, to a, to, British, to a British family. So the pattern suggests it's all one <coughs> family. Um, a, br- a group of British people travelling together were handed deportation notices by police on January the 15th after what is described cryptically as an incident in a Burger King. <laughs> oh, it was the culmination of days of reports from New Zealand press about the family's alleged antics. The individuals served by immigration officials have 28 days to appeal or just fuck off out of New Zealand. Um, it started with a viral video, right? This is great. It started with a viral video. A New Zealand woman confronted a tourist about the mess they'd left on a beach before a young boy wearing a Bunnings hardware store hat, I don't know what that is, approached her shouting... I'll knock your brains out. Although they, mistu- <coughs> they, they, there were some suggestions that he was Irish, which I prefer to think, because then it's like a young... She goes, pardon me, would you mind picking up some of that litter you'd left? And the response of one of the youngest people in the group <laughs> is to run and go, I'll knock your brains out. <laughs> and there's a it's- picture of him in the hat, and it's, it's clearly an adult hat, and he's yeah. clearly a child, and it's far too big for him. It's covering his entire head. Yeah. I'll knock your fucking brains out, so I will. They all started shouting at this woman, and because they'd thrown rubbish fucking everywhere, right? Yeah. They started shouting at her, saying, you know what they did? They pulled a Delaney. They literally shouted. When she said, can you pick up litter? They shouted, you fucking you do fucking it. You fucking do it. If it means that much. And she went, but it's your litter. And they went, what's the fucking <coughs> council for then? That's what they're for, aren't they? You <laughs> fucking woman- do it, or the council will the- do it. The woman who shot the video of them, uh, one of the men from the group tried to run her down with his car and attempted <laughs> to steal her phone. <laughs> it's so over the top as a reaction. Like, they were pissed, right? The quote says, This family packed up and left all their rubbish on the reserve, a nature reserve. Approximately 12 of them all drinking Coronas and Bundaberg <laughs> with two babies and a young boy. All the adults appeared to be intoxicated. We approached them and asked them if they could not leave without picking up their rubbish. Their response was basically, if we had a problem, then we can pick it up. (laughs) And that's what the council's for. You fucking do it. They've been listening to the podcast. I approached the family to ask them again if they could uh, not disrespect the countryside. They turned violent and even grandma and the child got involved saying they wanted to punch my head in. Lovely. Now that that's the mark of a of a real kind of 
a really sort of hardcore family when Nana and the kids are going. Yeah. And this is not like I could imagine my nan or my mum certainly turning violent if someone was really obnoxious. Mm. Like my mum would is the sort of person who'd make violent threats if someone had been really out of order. But if someone's just come over and politely said, Do you mind picking up your rubbish? And the grandma and the kid say, I'll punch your fucking head in. You, you're dealing with a serious <laughs> fucking family here, aren't you? There you are. And then there's some restaurant fuckery as well. Uh, yeah. There's uh, two two restaurants in North Court, Mr. India and the Backyard Bar. Uh, <laughs> accusations. Mr. The, India. the manager of the, the Backyard Bar restaurant accused the group of ordering food on January the 3rd before putting ants in it and refusing to pay. I mean, I don't know what you thought when you read that, but I thought that sounds like a good scam. Yeah, definitely. There because was, they, they also there, did it with hair. There was another one, another restaurant. Yeah, they, they ordered hundreds of dollars worth of food before complaining they'd found hair in it and refusing to pay. I remember there was I mean, a fella it, in a, a restaurant in Sunderland a couple of years ago was in the in the news because he'd, uh, he'd, he'd had a meal and then he released a rat into the restaurant. But he it's was a like, great idea. It was like clearly spotted. So everyone sat there, saw him do it. He got it out of a bag and just mm. put it on the floor and went, I'm not paying, there's a rat in here. I mean, I have not paid in restaurants several times because of either really appalling service or something that was very inadequate about the food or something. Mm. Um, I'm a bit of a... I can get quite cunty when I feel that I'm being mugged off in a restaurant. Right. But what it's, and I've never scanned a restaurant and contrived a situation like that, but what I have found is that it's surprisingly easy if you've got the courage of your convictions to yeah. just leave without paying. One time I was in a pub in Rye in Sussex and the service took so long and we had quite a lot of young children. You know what it's like when they're really hungry and tired and they're crying. Yeah. And when the food eventually turned up, it was a fucking insult. And I became so angry because obviously when you're hungry, you get extra angry. And in the hungry. end, rather than complain, I let the kids finish what was the insulting food that had been served. We still hadn't been served. We had had a few drinks. I mean, I hadn't, I wasn't drinking alcohol, but I went up to the bar and I said, can I speak to the manager? And they said, yeah. And the manager came out and I didn't even explain myself. I just went, we're leaving now and we are not paying. And she looked and there was a long pause and she could see in my eyes that I had been driven to this. And I had that sort of, I had a menacing calm about me. And she just looked and paused, weighed it all up and just went, okay then. And we walked out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it can be done and i thought when i read about this family who are pretty obnoxious but i did respect them for the scam with the hair because i thought yeah if you skin and you want a yeah. big meal then it's an easy thing to do and then we move on to one of the court appearances i think there's only been one one of the women from the group tina maria cash uh, appeared in court after being accused of stealing energy drinks rope and sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> from a petrol station <laughs> She's Go on in guilty. there. Go on in there and get 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 us a an energy drink and some rope for fuck's sake. She pleaded guilty and was ordered to pay a fifty five dollar fine. There's a photograph of her with a hoodie over her face to uh, mask her identity, which what looks like the court appearance. And in the foreground of the picture is a toddler uh, with shoulder length hair, shirtless, and he's yeah. giving the camera the finger. It's a fucking sensational it's magnificent. picture. It's a picture that I would almost 
See the woman's legs in the picture? I'm looking at the picture now. Yeah. That would have triggered us in the old oh, days. Oh, God, yeah, Jesus. She's got a lovely pair of legs. Above the knee, yeah. Yeah. Nice but pair any- of slippers as well. Yeah, everything about Mules. it is... Everything's beautiful. <laughs> that picture of the kid... We'll put it on Twitter, do, giving the finger his face blurred out. It's almost worthy of becoming the new Top Flight Time Machine profile picture. It's that good. <laughs> I think it sums up a lot of what we stand for. I think it does, yeah. Can I just get to my absolute favourite bit yeah. of this story? There's an interview with, with the New Zealand Herald, mm. with the group, the man at the centre of the group, and do you yeah. know what he said his name was? <laughs> John Johnson. <laughs> now, first of all, mate... What's your name? My name, yes, it's uh, J- uh, John. John what? John uh, Johnson. John Johnson, that's it. <laughs> and he also told the New Zealand Herald that his grandfather is the 10th richest man in England. Yes, the 10th. He used to be the 9th, but then <laughs> now then Danny Dyer got uh, the EastEnders contract and now he's the 10th. He got it was spotted by the... No, he's, no, he's, no, he's just 10th. He, he's dropped down a bit, but, you know... He's got high hopes of going back up to ninth next year. And John Johnson says uh, he describes himself as a fat kid from England on holiday who's now oh. been forced to go home early because the New Zealand people are treating my family like shit. <laughs> he I says, think you're treating them like shit. He says, we're here to see the hobbits. Mm. He says, I've been looking at the hobbits my whole life since I'm born. That was originally what our plans was, but it's all been fucked up now. <laughs> I feel very unwelcome here. I feel like an alien invader. I don't feel happy, and I'm far from Irish. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I'm actually... Sorry, because they were originally accused of being Irish in the, mid- yeah. in, the, in the video, I'm saying all these things in Irish because in my mind they are, and that's that's actually awful. Um, yeah. They're English. So there we are. That's uh, John Johnson and his family causing havoc in New Zealand. Do you know what I think this is all going to turn out to be? Yeah. You know, like the Gatwick drone that didn't exist. I yeah. think none of this is going to exist. It's like one of those things in you a know. school where, where a kid faints mm. and all the other kids faint as well, like sympathetically, mm. even though there's nothing wrong with any of them. Like a mass outbreak of fainting. Of, of that, that, that's a thing. That happens sometimes. It's going to be like this. None of this has really happened. None of it's happened. Someone's it's imagined happened. it. But we've yeah, seen I the video, so. but now it's turned into this legend. Yeah. But it's a bit like the legend of... Sinbad. I mean, he never existed, I don't Can't think. Can't argue with that, Sam. The legend of Jesus. Do we know Jesus existed? Doubtful, to be Doubtful. fair. Doubtful. Um, there's all sorts of people who exist among us, or, you know, as a mythology, but it, it's mm. not real. And, and this, could go, this could go down as one of those. Um, we've missed out some of my favourite bits that I'll just go through quickly. <laughs> go on. Again, and this taps into all ideas... Is it a myth? Isn't it a myth? Do they exist? Don't they exist? <laughs> you know, the whole of New Zealand, the whole of the North Island of New Zealand is on tenterhooks worrying about these people appearing in their community. Mm. Maybe it's like, remember that Adam Curtis video um, for, uh, documentary series, The Power of Nightmares? Yeah. How, how the government and the establishment and the powers that be create these mythologies, these, these yeah. dangers and fears in order to control us. Yeah, exactly. Could, could this English family be the creation of the New Zealand authorities to control their community. So there's there's a dangerous English family on the loose and we're the only ones who can protect you from them. It prevents anarchy. It's created by Auckland Mayor Phil Goff. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So let's look at some of the stuff that people... Now, where is this? 
the Kiwis began sharing stories dating back to December last year. This is where things get sticky. One because we're of, not sure how long they've been there. We're there's a not Christmas sure, tree incident, isn't there's there? There's conflicting reports. That's my favourite bit, the, t- the <clears> Christmas <throat> tree. One of the women from travelling group, Tina Maria Cash, faced court in Hamilton after yeah, being done accused... This oh, bit. yeah, we've, we've done that. We've done that. Okay, all right, <laughs> hang on. I'm trying to get to the Christmas tree bit. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, outside the court, he flicked a finger. The court heard that Cash and the group had arrived in New Zealand on December 29th. This date all but rules out another alleged story about the family with accusations that the group flew on a Cathay Pacific flight on January the 11th to Auckland, harassing other passengers and leaving soiled clothing in their hand luggage. Right. So you've been on a 24 hour flight with a nightmare family, a family from hell, and they're harassing you the whole way. They're going around. Who knows what what form that harassment took? And then at the somehow... They have soiled clothing, and presumably what that means is shit. Shit. So they've yeah. shat in pants or Maybe whatever. Maybe some puke. And then they've somehow got it inside the hand luggage of their fellow passengers without their pass- without the passengers noticing. See what yeah. I mean? So you'd have to go to the toilet, shit your pants, take them off, roll them up, hot, then walk back up the aisle with them somehow... <laughs> Yeah. Hidden, maybe up your top. About so your you got, person. You got a pair yeah. of shitty pants up, up, hidden up your top, right? <laughs> then you open with one hand the cabinet, the overhead cabinet where yeah. they keep the hand luggage. You look around over both shoulders, make sure no one's looking. <laughs> unzip the bag of someone else yeah. and discreetly put the shitty pants inside their hand luggage. Zip it back up, close the cupboard, sit back down. They don't know what's happened until they fucking get all the way to New Zealand, get back to their hotel open up their hand luggage looking for something and suddenly they're what's this there's a shitty pair of english pants in it (laughs) do you know (laughs) so that was quite um but again these people aren't amateurs that's there are also accusations that the tourists were responsible for stealing a christmas tree from a petrol station on december the 7th weeks before they had supposedly arrived in the country it's clear to me that well, first of all, seeing the Christmas tree is there's something really awful about that, isn't there? It really mm. sullies and debases the most magical time of year. Yeah. Uh, but it's clear to me that that they, they this could be a large family who have come in waves. Do you see what yeah. I mean? There's a lot Possibly. of them, but they all they all have the same mo. So some arrived at, at, on in December, some came later. I still say they're a myth. It's like the Bodmin Beast. I don't think they're real. Yeah. Yeah. The Loch monster. <clears throat> yeah. I don't care what the videos suggest or prove. Yeah. Um, Theresa maybe May. Are. Maybe they are Theresa the May. She's another one. People <clears throat> don't know whether or not she actually exists or is just something that, we, we, you know, is in our collective imaginations. Yeah. But we'll, we'll just keep an, a close eye on this one, I think, because it, it's not over, is it? If we have any listeners in New Zealand, uh, we'd love to hear if you've had any sightings or know anyone who's sighted this family. We would or like to know t- more about John Johnson and yeah. his and his relatives. <laughs> or if you could provide accommodation for us and we could come down and investigate ourselves. Sometime excuse next me. Week. Excuse me. Could you pick up that crisp packet? I'll smash your fucking head in. Okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought. You fucking do. I'll smash your fucking brains in. Go get See the ya. car. Get the See car. Ya. We'll run, run her over. over. Run, run her, her over. Nick her phone. <laughs> fucking bit snooty bitch telling us to fucking not litter everywhere. <laughs> I'll fucking run you over, love. 
all right, all right, fine. Don't pick up the fucking crisp packet. It's not worth dying. It's not worth dying. I mean, it's not worth you committing a murder over. It fucking is. It fucking is. I'm going to run your head over, and then I'm going to nick your is. phone, and then we'll fucking see who's picking up whose litter. Bring your dinner. <laughs> yeah, bring your dinner too, because the only litter on this beach that people are going to be worried about is your fucking brain splattered on it. Oh, all right, mate. Fucking hell. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I was just suggesting. Anyway, shut up. I'm going to go and nick some rope and some Red Bull. <laughs> In my night dress. Oh, yeah. God. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that because there's definitely more to come from that. That's been this episode of Top Flight Time Machine. We'll be back tomorrow with another bonus episode where yeah. we catch up with some of the contributions you sent us and bullshit sexual fails. Um, there's, there's even some bullshit haikus to read out. Oh, lovely. So that'll be good. So we'll be back tomorrow with that. Thanks for listening. Keep it canty. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give the email address out as well if you want to send yeah. stuff in. It's Top Flight Time Machine, all one word, at gmail.com. Send us your contributions and we'll read them out and then it's less for us to think about having to do. Yeah. Thanks, bye. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.